Welcome to the Getting Soul Fit Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Page, addict, alcoholic, turned sober and free, founder and owner of Catarse, a women's empowerment athleisure line and movement, fitness cover model, mind, body, and soul coach, intuitive empath, lover of laughter, donuts, authenticity, and addicted to growth. Each episode, I will host a special guest or topic that will help empower you to conquer any and all obstacles and fears to rise. This show is your one-stop shop for raw truth and unapologetic growth. Trigger warning, this episode covers topics on sexual assault, abuse, and trauma, so please listen at your own discretion. Um, According to the Department of Justice, one in six men and one in five women are victims of sexual abuse in their lifetime at least once. One in four women have experienced physical violence from an intimate partner. Six out of 10 sexual assaults occur in the victim's home or homes of a friend or a relative, yet only 28% of victims report their sexual assault to the police. According to the Department of Health and Human Services, one in three girls and one in seven boys will be sexually assaulted by the time they reach 18 years old. These statistics are extremely alarming, but what is more alarming is the fact that these are based on the ones that actually go reported. So in other words, you guys, there are much higher numbers than these. Um, Another common theme is domestic abuse, and domestic abuse is defined as a pattern of a behavior in a relationship that is used to gain or maintain power and control over an intimate partner. Now, it doesn't have to always be physical. A lot of people think that this is only physical, but it can be emotional, economic, economic, physical, and sexual. It usually starts off as emotional abuse and progresses from there. Um, It's also usually um, inclusive of psychological manipulation, and this is to influence another person. This does include any behavior used to frighten, intimidate, terrorize, manipulate, hurt, humiliate, blame, injure, or wound someone. With all of this being said, many of us have experienced trauma, myself included. I am the one in five for experiencing sexual abuse, the one in four for domestic abuse from a partner, and I'm also part of that 28% that did not report a rape to the police. There's a lot of shame in this. So a lot of victims of trauma normally do experience shame around the incident and in the aftermath and long-term, this can definitely negatively impact your life. The shame should be on the perpetrator, but it rarely is, and that is a really sad fact for many of us. Um, So how do we deal during the trauma and how does this show up later on in life? So you guys, I really want to discuss this as I've noticed that this is still something that I am working on um, as well as I have several friends that are dealing with the same thing or very similar things. Um, And I wanna um, actually speak to truth around the shame portion. Um, So there are actually three main defense responses to trauma and I wanna cover a little bit on each. Um, There is the fight response, and it's exactly what it's called. You fight. It's a survival instinct to protect your life. 
Um, the other one of the other ones is the flight response, and this entails you running or fleeing to keep yourself safe. However, unfortunately, most of us exhibit the freeze response during domestic and sexual abuse. This response keeps you still and seemingly, seemingly as keyword here, going along with whatever is going on. This is the one that I really, really want to dissect as there is a ton of shame around it. Think back for a second when you were a child. For those of you that have been abused, you are too little to fight, okay, because you're a child. Um, Fleeing isn't really an option. Where are you going to run to? So what do you do? What's left? Well, you freeze. But understand, you did not do this because you are weak. If you froze as an adult, you did not do this because you are weak. Freezing does not equal consent. And I will say that again. Freezing does not equal consent. Freezing does not mean that abuse is ever okay. Freezing does not mean that you are fine with being abused. Freezing does not give someone a pass to abuse you. We freeze because in the moment, our brain is doing what it can do to keep us alive. So the primary purpose of this reaction is to keep you alive. Um, So we may feel on a very subconscious level that if we freeze, we will not A, be abused any further or possibly B, even, you know, get killed in the worst case scenario. Um, I know I carried personally years and years of shame because of this. Um, I drink and use drugs because yes, I am an addict, but also you guys, because I have and still have a lot of shame around some traumatic events of my past. Um, So to avoid feeling the shame, personally, I would use drugs or drink. Um, It's a form of escapism. Um, You know, so again, some of these incidents happen when I was really, really young and they've still been impacting me most of my adult life. Um, When I experienced an abusive relationship a couple years ago, I was disgusted at myself for not sticking up for myself sooner. I would berate myself with thoughts on repeat. Like, why did I allow this person to talk down to me? Why did I allow him to control me? Why would I allow someone to manipulate me? How could I agree, there goes that consent thing again, um, to be controlled? I thought, you know what? I'm smarter than that. I thought I was smart, right? How could I allow someone to abuse me? Why didn't I stick up for myself more? This cycle would be shame and then anger, then thoughts on repeat, then shame, then anger, then thoughts on repeat. And this ruminating cycle of um, torture in my head would go on and on and on for weeks, months. And it would have been years if I had not, you know, seeked help for it. Um, What my therapist helped me realize, though, that I was freezing Um, Truth is, I wasn't at first afraid of my partner at the time. As this relationship progressed and I started seeing red flags, I was absolutely afraid of him. I did not want to admit that. He scared me. That is the truth. When you have experienced trauma and you are feeling shame around how you respond in the moment, it is important to know this. You were doing what you had to do to live in your head. If you are listening to this show today, guess what? You are alive. You can and should forgive yourself. And please realize that you are not a victim now. You are a survivor. 
You should not be ashamed of freezing when you are just trying to survive and get through an event that could have potentially harmed you worse or killed you. The shame you bear is not yours to carry. So how do we heal? How do we forgive ourselves? Like, how do we find our voices again? And like, how do we empower ourselves? How do we get unstuck? How do we move past this, right? So when you're experiencing a fight or flight response, this is what happens. Your nervous system is releasing the adrenaline and cortisol or AKA stress hormones into your body to react quickly. Well, what this means is you don't have time to sit down and dissect exactly what's going on and how you can feel quote unquote empowered in the moment, use your voice appropriately, stick up for yourself appropriately, and so on. You have to react quickly. You guys, your heart races, you either breathe harder or when you're freezing, you hold your breath, which affects your thinking. Your pupils will dilate to allow more light to see more clearly. You, your hearing becomes more sharp. Your skin produces sweat. Pain is actually temporarily reduced in your body. So the fight or flight response when you're going through a traumatic event becomes overactive. And over time, this can lead to um, other stressors um, and PTSD as well as complex PTSD. So if you guys have P, if any of you have PTSD, you most likely experience triggers that cause the same reaction in your body and mind. So think of it like this. If you had a very traumatic experience, um, even a few years ago, right? Or yeah, I'll take it back to childhood. Like when you were a little kid, someone abused you, um, whether it's sexual, whether it was physical, emotional over time, it was traumatic enough for it to affect you now, right? So when you're in a situation that even resembles the potential to look like that situation from the past, your body and mind will start reacting as if it's happening again. That is what it looks like when you have an overactive nervous system. Um, and that is what happens repeatedly that will lead to trauma, PTSD, sorry, and complex PTSD. Um, the best way to heal it is through a holistic mind, body, and soul approach, in my opinion. And there's a reason that this podcast is called the Getting Soul Fit Podcast, because I truly believe that real health includes mental health. It includes mind, body, and the soul. They are interconnected, and they work with each other to achieve homeostasis or balance. Um, And to heal, I would always suggest seeking a therapist, okay? Now, here's... um, some mistakes that I've made when seeking a therapist. So to be completely transparent, just because someone has a title does not mean they're the right therapist for you. Um, Just because someone has the word doctor in front of their name, I'm going to be completely blunt, does not mean they know exactly what they're doing in every single situation that they could ever be presented with. Um, So when you're looking for a therapist uh, to help you with trauma, Ideally, look for someone who specializes in PTSD because the way that they um, provide a solution for you is not going to be the same way that another type of therapist that specializes in something else would maybe potentially help you with, right? Um, So this is something that I've done, um, and this is something that um, I've told other people to do is go to, like, for example, Psychology Today, and you can actually filter down to by gender, you can filter down to what type of insurance the therapist provide or takes, I should say. Um, and then you can special or you can filter down to someone who specializes in PTSD. 
And from there, you can start a little list, write all the, the names down, and you can call and do an int- you know, schedule an introductory call. You are your own or you are your best advocate, I should say, for your own mental health. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with interviewing therapists. I highly advise doing that um, because this is somebody that's going to help you get through one of potentially one of the hardest times in your life. So you want to make sure that you pick somebody or choose somebody that you think is best suited for yourself. Um, and just also know that if you get a therapist that you're not, you know, feeling like, okay, this isn't really helping you can change your mind at any point and choose a different therapist. Um, so first things first, I would get a therapist to get started on your healing journey. Um, I also would say like adding relaxation techniques into your daily regimen, because when you have trauma and trauma over time, your nervous system, like I said, it's overreactive. Okay. So it's easily triggered to overreact, um, which causes your brain to go into overdrive, anxiety, depression, all the things, um, lack of sleep. Um, it can literally leak into every aspect of your life. Um, so trying to, you know, balance that out with relaxation techniques is super important in my opinion. Um, I started doing breath work about a year ago and it's been life changing. I downloaded this app called breath work and it's spelled like breath and then W R K. Um, you can download it. It's a free app. Um, they do have a paid version if you want different types of breath work and I think instruction videos and so forth. But anyways, it's a free app that you can download. It's really, really good. I try to do breath work every single day. Um, right when I first wake up in the morning, um, also yoga, I usually do this once per week. Um, and you don't have to go to a studio, um, especially with the economy the way it is right now. Um, so you could even just do yoga at home. You can go to YouTube and look up aloe yoga and there are hundreds and hundreds of amazing classes. And, um, last but not least meditation. So I'm not somebody that, um, easily sits still. Um, like as I'm recording this podcast right now, I'm like fidgeting. So I don't do well sitting still. I'm always in my head about sitting still or trying to sit still. So Um, What I usually do for meditation is I'll go on, again, YouTube or something like that, and I will find um, a guided meditation to check out. It doesn't have to be long. Um, It could be like literally a three-minute guided meditation. So say you wake up one morning and you're super anxious and you're like, oh my God, I have so much anxiety and I have all these things to do today, blah, 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 blah. Before you let the the mental circus go off, right? try doing just a guided meditation, you know, go on YouTube and look up, you know, guided meditation on relieving anxiety. Or if you don't have a lot of time, a two minute guided meditation on relieving anxiety. Um, and it's extremely helpful. And third, um, definitely physical activity, you guys. So I work out six days a week, but even three days a week of consistent exercise does wonders. Okay. It does wonders for your nervous system. It does wonders for your mindset, your strength, your mental strength, your sleep, your immune system. I could go on and on and on. Um, and definitely try to reach out to a support network that you trust, nurture your healthy relationships that you have and keep them in a loop about what you are experiencing. Because honestly, you would be surprised to find out that someone you know is dealing with the same exact thing, right? And by you letting them in on your journey, 
is now helping them to feel like they can open up on theirs. So again, a lot of sexual abuse goes unreported and that is centered around shame. It's centered around fear. Um, It's centered around what will people think of me, even though you're not the one that did it, quote unquote. So by telling people how you're feeling and what's going on and what you're facing, you realize, A, you're not alone. And B, there are a lot of people out there that are going through the same exact thing. And honestly, it could even be your best friend. You know, you know, what's really sad is that I'm obviously not going to say names, but I'll say this. Every girlfriend that I have asked every single one, have you ever been sexually assaulted? I haven't had one person say no. Um, almost every single one of my guy friends I've asked when we've, you know, talked about trauma and so forth, the same questions or around the same questions. And again, they almost all of them said yes. So what does this tell you? Well, one, you're not alone. And B, it's extremely common. It's sad that it is common, but it is common. Um, And if you want to put the shame back on the perpetrator, the more we talk about it and have that conversation, the more we put the shame on the the perpetrator and the, the more empowered we get by not victim blaming, right? By owning your story and standing up for yourself and forgiving yourself for freezing when you had to, to survive um, and acknowledging your pain and then taking the steps that you need to take to heal that pain so that that pain doesn't affect every aspect of your life. You know, because honestly, um, a lot of us have had trauma, but healing is our responsibility at the end of the day. Um, and unchecked trauma looks like relationship issues, right? Unchecked trauma looks like someone who's a walking trigger. Unchecked trauma looks like alcohol abuse, looks like drug abuse. It looks like ruining your life. Um, Potentially, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, potentially suicide, you know, unchecked trauma, potentially getting arrested, potentially lashing out on somebody that does not deserve it. Um, So again, you know, your past, if someone abused you in your past, it's not your fault. And at the same time, it is your responsibility to do what you need to do to heal that trauma so that you can give yourself the life that you deserve, right? Um, So please let me know if you have any questions or comments on this episode. Thank you guys again for listening. This is episode four. I can't believe it. Um, And please please, please also check out the show notes for some helpful resources for everyone. Thanks again. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out the show notes for today's details on the show and be sure to share with a friend and subscribe. I really love hearing feedback from you. So please leave a review and let me know what resonated in the comments. Just a reminder, you matter, you are amazing, and you are a warrior.